Hey, all you intrepid architects out there. If you believe design can change the world, then you've found your humans here on this show, Architecting. My name is Angela Mazzi, and I'm an architect and career coach who's figured out how to live my passion while claiming a successful architecture career and lifestyle. This show is about the architect as a person and will help you bypass the status quo traps in our profession while teaching you how to make an impact in your career. We need to stand in our power as architects and use our skills to make great places. If you're with me, let's get architecting. bright lights it is Angela and today is going to be a great day want to know why it's going to be a great day it's going to be a great day because we are doing some myth busting Woo! this is one of my favorite things to do because our profession is rife with stereotypical characterizations with expectations false motivations and validations. What's interesting about all this stuff is how much we automatically buy into it. How much we don't even see what's going on or question the premise. Today we are going to explore the ego in design and we're also going to explore this concept of being a sellout. We're all familiar with the kind of seminal work by Ayn Rand, The Fountainhead, where Howard Rourke, who was modeled after Frank Lloyd Wright, is this incredibly high-minded, principled designer. And he's a complete lone wolf. He works himself into the ground. His ideas are rarefied, noble, pure, and he will fight for their integrity to the grave. And he gives up everything. He implodes his life to take a stand for the great design. And in this depiction of the architect who dies on the hill, right, will fall on that sword every time, there's also this sense that Howard doesn't care about money, self-care, that he's just completely wrapped up in this cause, this mission, right? Now, as creative people, we are mission-driven, and that's really the whole purpose of the architecting community, right, is to get aligned with and clear on our mission and make a difference in the world through our work. We're kind of hardwired to want that, to need that. In fact, all human beings need a sense of purpose, something bigger than themselves that make them feel like they're impacting others. When people study happiness and fulfillment, that is what it always comes down to, feeling like you made a difference, feeling like you matter. How did it get so twisted then? Well, what happens is something called the ego. What's interesting about the ego is that it comes from our desire to protect ourselves from a sense of surviving, self-preservation, trying to feel safe in the world. And in doing that, we build this identity for ourselves. And this identity that we build 
makes us feel safe, kind of gives us a filter so that we can push away the things that we think maybe don't match up with that. But in the end, the ego is kind of like a little toddler, right? Someone who's learning to navigate the world, but has a very limited, very polarized view of who they are and what's going on around them. And as a result, doesn't take advantage of every opportunity and maybe isn't having the impact that could be had. And that's okay when you're two years old because you have a lot to learn and it would be overwhelming if you did it any other way. But we're not two-year-olds anymore. So it's time to understand the difference between ego-driven motivations and mission-driven motivations. So when we come from our ego, yes, we're looking for validation. We want people to know what we did. We want them to recognize and appreciate what we did. The motivation behind a lot of what we're doing is based on checking the boxes, meeting the expectations, and getting the validation. When you're doing something from a mission-driven place, you don't care about those things. They usually happen, and they can be guideposts to whether you're having an impact, but they're not your motivation. Your motivation is your purpose, how you're making a difference. You're looking to educate people. You're not saying, look at me. You're saying, come with me. Come with me. You feel that what you're doing is bigger than yourself. It's higher than yourself. It's about more than your life. You are simply a conduit for this higher purpose, this greater good. And you want as many people as possible to be coming with you, to be engaged, to be taking up the cause themselves, to be interpreting it through their lens because advancing this is what really matters. And so then when you talk about it, when you think about getting attention around the issue, it's never about yourself. It's never about what people will think of you. It's about getting the word out. And when you are mission-driven and you take your ego out of it, you can also step away from imposter syndrome. So a lot of times, many of us will feel like, I care about this issue, but who am I to speak out about it? I'm not an expert. Or I want to teach people, but... I would only say I'm maybe an advanced beginner, so I'm not ready. That's the ego talking, right? Because the ego is looking at meeting criteria, matching up with expectations. The mission says, whatever I know, even if I'm only a week ahead, I will pass it along because I want other people to share my knowledge. I want other people to not have to make the same mistakes or have as big of a learning curve because I know what I know. 
the mission will raise their hand every time to go out in the world with the message. No matter how much or how little experience he or she has, no matter how much quote-unquote expertise he or she has, they will say, I will take what I know and I will share it. And whatever someone can take away from that, that will be more than when they didn't know this. That will be more than they had before. And even if it's just one person, even if it's just one fact, that will have been worth it. So the mission-driven person never says, who am I to? They say, why not me? If not me, then who will do it? Because the truth is, we were all put here for a purpose. Every one of us. There are no extra people. There are no people who are just kind of drones, breathing the air and using up resources. Every single human being on this planet has a purpose. Every single one of us has one job here on Earth. One job. And that job is to live that purpose. Some will be household names that change the world in big, dynamic, dramatic ways. And some will live a much more quiet life, but will have influenced many and inspired many just the same. It's never about whether or not you have a right or the authority to live your mission. Of course you have the authority because it is the only reason you exist. Not living it is the shame, is the waste. You getting caught up in busyness, you getting stuck in someone else telling you you're not ready yet and believing it is the tragedy. And I don't want that for you. You're not a sellout when you think bigger than your projects. You're not a sellout when you choose alternate paths. And you're not a sellout when you want to share what you know. And you want to share it in a way that the audiences you are speaking to and educating and working with can understand. That only strengthens the message, strengthens the purpose, unites people, and helps to amplify the impact. When we think about success and how we define it, success is not about hitting certain milestones. It's about taking a no matter what approach. But success is also not being the noble pauper who always says that you don't deserve to be recognized or compensated or celebrated for who and what you are. Those things are a natural byproduct of you having impact. Part of how we have impact in the world is through our influence. Part of it is through having a bigger and bigger stage to speak from. While we don't want to get raises or promotions or titles, 
or positions on boards or commissions or elected offices, any of that. We don't want it for the ego. We want it when it gives us an opportunity to have a bigger impact. Having that influence is not selling out. Having that influence is getting other people to help us because the lone wolf out there howling at the moon isn't really having a lot of impact. They're raging against the machine. They're wearing themselves out, exhausting themselves, trying to be so pure and so full of integrity. Integrity is about wholeness. It's not about purity. It's about taking a lot of different things and putting them together. It is never about filtering out. It's about bringing more in, finding the commonality, making it work together. And integrity is authenticity. Expanding your platform, reaching out, having more impact, living a comfortable, good life so that you have the energy to give more to others. That's all part of integrity. There is no integrity in being burned out and sick and exhausted and having your patience done so that you can't effectively work with people. There's no integrity there. There is integrity in exquisite self-care so that you are bringing joy and lightness and energy that infects people, that excites them. There is integrity in being able to have situational awareness and adjust and pivot so that you can reach the audience you're with. There is integrity in inspiring people who don't think like you. So you're never being a sellout by being in integrity. Well, I hope that this gives you a little bit of insight and inspiration into what motivates us and how to stay mission-driven, how to understand that self-care, taking opportunities, working with people with wildly different points of view, negotiating, and sometimes even compromising is not selling out. It's your ego that tells you that because it wants to keep you safe, but it isn't true. And it will actually hurt your ability to make a difference in the world. Let's all join together. Let's all take a stand for integrity, diversity, and the mission-driven work. And let's raise our hand for that every single time. Take care, everyone. Bye. If all this sounds great to you, but you're thinking that you just don't have an inch of space in your schedule to even think about implementing this, get my new book, Time Builder. The links are in the show notes. You can also find it on the front page at architectingpodcast.com. I wrote this book for you. 
I wrote this book for everybody who ever said, I'd love to, but I don't have time because I want to show you that you do. If you haven't gotten it and you do feel the need to be better supported around finding the time to live your mission, get the book. Do you know a friend who could benefit from this message? Someone who's struggling with integrating in their own life? Let them know about this podcast. Pass the link along and encourage them to subscribe. It's free. Also, please follow me on Instagram, LinkedIn, or Facebook to get latest insights. I go live once a week and just have opportunities to interact with the content and the insights I have around it at a deeper level. You also get to see a little bit of behind the scenes of my life as I try to live the same things that I'm telling all of you every day. This is a process of evolution for me. It's a growth process, but I think it's so important that you can get some insights into what it's like as a real person, not just as someone giving you advice. If you have questions or if you have requests for topics, feel free to DM me. I want to hear from you. Thanks for being part of this episode of Architecting. If you enjoyed the show, join our community on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn to keep up with what's in the show pipeline, including a behind-the-scenes look at my architecture lifestyle. Feel free to share your content ideas. Love to hear your feedback. You can also visit architectingpodcast.com to download free career content and learn about my classes, book, and coaching programs. Until next time, stay inspired.